So this week I want to share something a little special with you. I want to take you behind the scenes of our new city. You know, it takes a lot of steps to get a story on the air and a lot of people working tirelessly behind the scenes to make sure everything comes out right. A lot of people think stories just present themselves and the show just kind of makes itself, but at any given time, there are countless producers sifting through dozens of stories, tracking down leads, making phone calls, really doing the grunt work for the show. And then there's editors making sure I sound good, making sure stories pan out, staying in the office late to hammer out the edit before we air it. Not to mention the assistants and the interns and all the people involved to make sure we keep producing current and engaging content. And it's really a pretty intense, grueling process for a story to actually survive long enough to make it to air. And I'm telling you about all of this because I want you to understand how uncanny it was discovering our next story. And the person who discovered the story was actually not one of these hardworking individuals, but actually a guy I went to college with, a guy named Dan. Max here. So, I got an idea for you. This is Dan. And to give you a further insight into this story, I need to tell you about my relationship to Dan and his relationship to this show. Dan and I went to school together and have kept in touch. And since the release of this show, I'll tell you, I get phone calls like this from Dan constantly, constantly offering me suggestions for episodes or ideas he has to make the show better. And bless his heart, Dan is just not a reporter. All right, Dan, uh, I I got the recorder out. You're on speakerphone. All right, you're recording this one. Yeah, I'm recording it. I have gotten so many of these phone calls that I've actually started recording them per Dan's request to keep a sort of log of them just in case I'm desperate, very desperate, for a story idea. This is good. I was thinking you'd do a show about pizza. About pizza? Yeah, what's more New York than pizza? So you do a story about why New Yorkers like pizza, you interview somebody from each one of the boroughs, like Brooklyn or Queens, whatever, and you say, where do you get your why, what do you like about pizza? Where, where do you get your pizza, you know? And you cut it all together, and each person's opinion is like a whole, like a slice of the whole pizza, or of the story. Like a, like a pizza slice. Yeah, like a, like a whole pizza pie, once you get everybody's opinion together. And, you know, it's not, not like a literal pizza. It's like, a, metaphorically speaking. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I don't, I, I don't really like that idea. We get these phone calls on a weekly basis, and every idea he suggests is just terrible, to the point that around the office in pitch meetings, if someone suggests a story idea that falls flat, we might put it in the Dan category. And sometimes if I get a call while in a meeting, everyone will huddle around the speakerphone trying not to laugh. And if I'm being completely honest with you, it's starting to truly feel sad, and maybe a little cruel. So the other day, when I got my weekly call from Dan, one of my producers, Mackie, was in the room with me. I got a tip for you. I don't know if you want to do anything. I think you should do a Hidden Gems of New York episode, right? You know, there's all these little places in New York. They're kept under the radar, and you can find all the little gems, right? Like The gems that nobody knows about. What do you, what do you mean exactly? Like this place I went to, right? It's amazing. Best burr I've ever had. I'm serious. The best burger. And guess where it was? Guess. I don't know. A dive bar. Oh. Yeah, you know, just like this little hole in the wall, crappy dive bar. Nobody was in there. Nobody's ever in there. It's on the outskirts of uh, Brooklyn, sort of near Queens. Now, how is that not a story? You know, we just don't really, we don't, we don't really do food pieces. You always say that. We don't do food pieces. We don't do sports pieces. We don't do prank pieces. What pieces do you do? 
All right, I'll 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 pitch it at the next meeting. We'll see how it fits in. Okay. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. <sighs> Maggie, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know, Max. I I would understand if these were phone calls coming from my mother or something, you know, and then I just had to sort of, you know, deal, humor them to be a good son. I I but. I don't understand how he can't take a hint. We don't use any of these ideas. I, 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 I've run out of ways to pretend to care about any of these ideas. Like, I, I can't keep this up forever. I mean, I think that you're right, but what if you actually just tried one of his ideas? What? Like, not actually for the show, but what if you just humored him? Like, what if you went along and ate the burger and you can record it, let him feel special, let the story blow up, and then you can say you tried one of them and it didn't work out, and that would probably satisfy him for a while, right? Hmm. Or, you know, you could just be honest with him because he's your friend, and that's what friends do. Hmm. And so with that, with no real intention of ever using any of it, I called up Dan and told him to take me to a little hidden gem for a burger I would soon never forget. This is Our New City, reports on the ever-changing, always-goings-on of New York City and beyond. I'm Max Cook. All right, so we're walking on the street towards the bar. Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about this burger we're about to consume? So I just kind of stumbled into here looking for a drink. Yeah. It's just like the, an old-timey, yeah, the bar. It's an old-timey Prohibition-style dive bar. Kind of has this of 1940s course. vibe. Of course. And you go in, and they have no liquor, three beers on tap, uh-huh. and a chalkboard that says burger, fries. That's it. How mysterious. That, yeah, that's the only thing they sell. The only food they have, burger, fries. Mm-hmm. And it was really cheap, too. So I was a little hungry, decided, let's try it. So it showed up, I bit into it, and it was just like this burger from heaven. Like the pearly gates opened up and this burger floated towards me. It spoke to me. <laughs> it said, I am the best burger you will ever eat. Yeah. It's hard to really describe what makes it so good. It's just, it's almost in a spiritual way, it's just that I know it's the best. All right, all right. Well, you're definitely getting my expectations very high. Well, I'm not even, I'm not even worried because it's just really that good. Okay. Well, here we are. Here we are, right here. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hello. You guys with the show? We are. You can probably tell by the microphone. Um, yeah, so we, we are here. My friend Dan here tells me that you have a delicious burger here. He has not led you astray. Dan is absolutely correct. We All do. Right. That is what people tell us. Well, we will take two. Okay. Come on right up, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dan was right about one thing. This bar was empty. On a Friday at 7 p.m., we were nearly the only people in there. But I'll admit there was something kind of undeniably charming about it. So I was thinking maybe it'd be a good idea to have a sort of catchphrase at the end of each segment, right? Catchphrase? Yeah, so like after each location, the owner or something would be like, and that's my New York gem. You know, it's just like a cute way of ending the segment. That's my New York gem. Yeah, that's my... New York gem. Like a period after the my. That's my New York Dan, gem. I, 
it, it honestly feels like sometimes it feels like you've never even listened to the show before. Okay, guys, I just thought it would be a good way of ending. Burgers, medium rare. Great, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Alrighty. Are you excited for this? It definitely looks like a burger. Well, I know that's what's so great about it. It doesn't look like much, but uh, I swear to God, it's got magical properties. Yeah, let's, let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. Hmm. Right. Mm. Wow. Holy cow. Literally. This is a really good burger. I know, right? It's so good. What? <laughs> why, why is it so good? Don't know it. It just is. I'm taking another bite. Dan, Dan I, gotta, I gotta hand it to you. This is a delicious burger. It's, it's, so, it's so juicy. And the proportions are just kind of perfect. I feel like it must be really, like, great ingredients, you know? They probably get their beef from an all-organic, grass-fed, free-roaming. Yeah. Like, the happiest cows on the planet. I probably, like, sourced it from outside New York, and this is, like, part of the story, like, where the whole story comes in for this, something. Uh-huh. Like, I bet they actually go to the farm and kiss the cow, maybe give it a back rub right before they kill it, you know? <laughs> they probably grind the meat themselves. Uh, maybe it's an old family recipe. Maybe... Maybe this place has been secretly making the same recipe for decades. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could, could you tell us a little bit the, what goes into making this burger? Like, are the ingredients all local, or is it uh, the meat coarse grind or fine grind? You know, recipe? actually, I don't, I don't know. Oh, could you get the chef for us? Maybe he can tell us a little bit more. Oh, I, I make them. Oh. oh, you make them? Yeah, I make them. Oh, but you were bartending the whole time. Yeah, I know. It's great. I just, it comes in a vacuum, like a frozen package. Frozen? Yeah, and I just peel it open and then drop it on this, you know, those electric griddles? Yeah. Yeah, you just drop them in there, you close it, set the timer, it cooks both sides, oh, bell goes off. That's yeah. nice. That's nice. It's really nice, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, if you want to see, I think I have the box in the back. I could go, I can yes, tell you. I'd love to see yeah. it. There's a time, Dan, there's a little timer. It tells, tells you when it's done. Isn't that mm -hmm. great? Mm -hmm. It's electric. TNT meats. TNT meats. TNT meats. TNT, yeah. TNT meats. Yeah. Well, what do you know, Dan? Best burger in town comes from a frozen, vacuum-sealed bag. Mm. And that's my New York gem. <laughs> I don't believe it. Do not believe it. There's no way. Well, I will. I will say it is. It is. It was one of the better burgers I've no, had in New York. No, no, it's more than one of the better burgers. There's no way that that burger was made by that girl with pre-made packaged patties. I refuse to believe it. Well, you know, this is you know, just doesn't seem like there's a story, but you know, that's what happens. No, Sometimes I'm not convinced. Pass. There's got to be something to this burger. Where did he say it came from? TNT meats. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be about this TNT meats. Uh -huh. There must be a local butcher or something. Maybe. Just because the waitress behind the grill doesn't know anything doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Maybe it's like the owner of the bar has this great hookup. Maybe TNT is this old, legit mom-and-pop butcher in town that has some secret. Maybe. There's no way I got duped into liking some frozen patty crap. I mean... No, we're gonna... We're finding this TNT meats. We're, we're finding TNT meats. And we're going, and we're going to figure this out. And so Dan, now more determined than ever, got me to go along with one more step of the story. I didn't know how long I could keep spending time on this ploy just to get Dan off my back. 
and I could feel this whole thing starting to get out of hand. I was close to just telling Dan the truth, that I had no intention of using this story. But then, something interesting happened. In the efforts of finding TNT Meats, we didn't find anything. TNT Meats does not exist. What do you mean? There's, there's no butcher in New York City with the name TNT Meats. Or seemingly any TNT Meats anywhere. Okay, so it's, it's probably just not in New York City. It's probably not the mom and pop place you were thinking about. It's probably like outside someplace. Well, yes and no. The, the only thing that pops up on the internet for TNT Meats is a website that is, it seems to be TNT Meats, but it's a website where you can order bulk orders of selected meats and you get them delivered to your business. There's lots of pictures of smiling people, but the website is sort of vague. You can order the meat you want, ranging from burgers and sausages, but nowhere is there any contact information for where it actually exists. Like, where's the address? I mean, that kind of makes sense on some level. There's lots of online frozen meat stores. That's not uncommon. Sure, but all the necessary information on this website is kind of just missing. It looks like a prop or something, like a scam website. But obviously it's not. I mean, people are ordering their meat, and they're getting their meat. So I called the bar back up and asked them some more questions, and they confirmed that this was, in fact, the website they ordered their meat from. And, in fact, the only reason they order from here is because of a pop-up ad. A pop-up ad? Yeah, the owner, I guess, he, he was trying to figure out where to order meat from. He was searching, and because of his search history, at some point randomly, this ad for TNT Meats just pops up. And he's like, oh, I, I guess I'll try this. And he ordered some burgers, and they show up, and that's all he knows. Did you, did you, did you try doing, like, one of those source searches where you can figure out kind of where the, who, who owns the website? Maybe we could trace it back from there. Yeah, I did that. It was privatized. Like, third party owns a third party, and you couldn't see who really owned it. Okay, well, I mean, I just, I don't really see what's so confusing about this, and it, and if I'm being honest with you, it almost sounds like you're just being a little spiteful that maybe this burger meat isn't anything special. Except that though there is mysteriously no information on this website about the location or actual headquarters or location of the TNT Meats, nor is there any TNT Meats in New York City, I asked the bar for the return address from the box of burgers they get delivered, and guess where it came from, hmm? Where? Right in our humble abode of Sunset Park, Brooklyn. And what does the address show on Street View? But local mom-and-pop butcher called Murphy Meats. Maybe this company isn't as big as they let on to be. So Dan has brought us to Sunset Park. We're outside of Murphy's Meats. Dan, tell us why we're here. So Murphy's is a small mom-and-pop butcher, right? Uh And there's a time that's all you wanted from your butcher. A guy you knew, a guy you trusted. But nowadays, nobody cares. All they want is something brought to their house, right? So Murphy, he has this plan to make TNT meats for a sort of mass appeal. And he keeps the fact that he's just a guy cutting meat in his shop a secret, because nowadays, people don't trust people, they trust companies, right? Because uh-huh. companies have regulations. They're big powerhouses, they're reliable. But probably, he still gets great product. I mean, the product doesn't lie, you had the burger, it was amazing. Yeah. So he hooks people who are just looking to have their meat shipped, who don't want to think about it, while still continuing whatever great mom-and-pop secrets he has, which is the reason we'll find out the burger tastes so damn good. Yeah. I mean, it's disguised as vacuum-sealed, but really it's just fresh meat traveling down the street. Sure. I think it's actually sort of genius. He has the amazing product, and he has to disguise it like he doesn't, just to get people to buy it. Well, I I guess let's see if you're right, Dan. Yeah. 
Hi, can I help you? Hi, I was wondering, is this TNT Meats? Uh, no, this is Murphy's Meats. Uh, are you sure? We tracked a package of meat to this address and the label says TNT. Do you know anything about this? What, what are you guys, like reporters or something? Look, I'm sorry, can... <laughs> this, this is TNT Meats, isn't I can't it? really talk about this. I'm... Ah, man, I knew it! Like I said, Dan's reporter tactics aren't exactly subtle. After explaining who we were and what we were doing, Murphy calmed down a little bit, and he finally agreed to talk to us. So this is Murphy's Meats. We've been here now for over 30 years. We've always been Murphy's Meats. So is TNT Meats just a fake company, and TNT Meats is just Murphy's Meats in what, disguise what, no. as like a ploy to get more online? No, 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 no. TNT Meats is a real company. See, so, all right, listen, business has been slow now past five years or so. Honestly, most people don't come in here where they can just get their meat at the grocery store. There's nothing exactly new about that, but it just feels like even less interest in coming to a place like this to get your meat unless, you know, you're looking for something different, something special. And it's been a struggle, frankly. Then one day I get the email from TNT, and, and what TNT does is they ship me packages of meat to keep on storage, and then I get the orders from them to deliver locally. And they asked if I was interested, and, uh, so, you know, to kind of pick up the slack, I take the shipments from TNT and I distribute out locally. I don't know. So, so you sell meat that you get from your normal distributors, and then just on the side, you take in meat from TNT and you just are a sort of side distributor for them. But it's completely and totally separate from Murphy's meat. For the most part, yeah. What do you mean for the most part? All right, so, you know, I used to have much more contact with the source of meat I get. And I still do, you know, I get my product from local farms and plants and such. But in the past years or so, those clients I have have been producing, you know, significantly less product. And it's a lot harder to actually get enough product sometimes, and the price for that product keeps going up and up. Why do you think that is? If, if demand is high, wouldn't that lead to more product, not less? Well, yeah, it would, except I don't think there actually is an increase in demand. I mean, I have demand, but I think the people, they don't actually care. They just get what's in the supermarket or whatever's easier for them. So places I get my meat from are struggling, just like I am, and so, you know, there's less product. So what are you saying? Are you saying that you supplement the meat you sell with TNT's product? Sometimes, if some of my supply is low, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the meat from TNT and I'll just sell it. And then I report it to them and I pay them for it. Listen, it's just hard not to use it because of the cheapness and availability of it. You know, if someone comes in here looking for burger meat, what am I, I'm not going to turn them away. I need the business. Wow, so I'm, I'm looking at this meat display here. How much of this meat is from your regular vendors and how much is shipped from TNT? Right this second now? Uh, maybe half? Half. And it's just kind of randomly dropped in. Sometimes I buy from here, it could be normal, and the other times it could be TNT? Yeah. What, what can you tell me about TNT? Do you, do you know any, like, where they're located? No, I don't know much, honestly. They just reached out to me and basically offered me the opportunity. And they pay very well, very fine. Have you talked to anyone from there on, on the phone or met in real life? Never. Only via email. Basically, they send the meat and then I get order submissions from them directly via the email and I ship it up and either deliver it myself or send it out via drone or rides delivery. Yeah, I know their plan is in, uh, down in North Carolina somewhere. I have the address. If... Could we maybe see that address? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I have it somewhere. Let me go back in the office and go and check. Well, well, well. Looks like there might be a story here after all. You guessed it. Next stop, 
Boone, North Carolina. All right, Dan, so why don't you tell everybody where we are and what we're doing? Well, we are just outside Boone, North Carolina, and we're mm -hmm. outside a very large, very, very large building. This is true. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the middle. Of, we are basically, we are outside of this meat processing plant. Uh, we came all the way from New York, and uh, I, I noticed two things uh, right off the bat. What do you notice? Well, we're just on the outskirts. There's some beautiful uh -huh. countryside here. It's gorgeous. Um, vast fields of whatever over there. Uh -huh. And uh, the facility we are standing outside of is really big, extremely large, <laughs> yeah, uh, tall, sprawling almost, yeah. really. Uh, but, but there doesn't seem to be any cows here. There doesn't seem to be any cows here. Yeah, no cows came all the way to North Carolina on the company's dime, I might add, and there is not a cow in sight. I'm thinking maybe, maybe they just keep the cows inside. Yeah, I mean, they Like, must. the facility's so large, it's huge, they just, they keep them inside, and maybe the cows have, like, outside time. Yeah, like recess. They bring them out for a little outside <laughs> I time. I don't think, yeah, I think cows, yeah, recess, all cow right, recess. Right. Okay, so that's one thing. What's the second thing you notice? Well, we're standing in front of this complex, Oh, the, well, there's a sign here, and the sign does not say TNT Meats. It does not say TNT Meats? Where, why, why are we here, Dan? We, uh, so, so what does it say? It says Thompson's Meat Processing Plant. Right. So, I don't, what do you think? I mean, this is the plant that Murphy gets his TNT Meats from, and yet it does not say TNT Meats out here. Well, it does say Thompson's Meat Processing. Maybe that's like, do you think like TMP? Could be kind of oh, like TNT, so it's, so maybe it's a typo. You think it's like a typo. So like the, yeah, the marketing a... guy, he printed out all these labels and it said accidentally TNT and they're like, well, it's a shame to waste them. <laughs> I don't know. Y yeah, yeah. I think that's, maybe right. that's exactly what happened. Well, we're about to go in and we have called ahead and we've arranged a tour of the entire facility. So I believe all of these questions will soon be answered. As we entered, we were greeted by an enthusiastic woman named Beth. I'm guessing not too many people want a tour of the facility. So we're about to enter the main floor of the facility, or the brain center, as we like to call it. Why do you call it that? <laughs> You'll see. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, we call it the brain center because of all the activity. Every single piece of meat that we carry over is like a burst of impulses, like in your brain. What we saw when we walked in was a large warehouse with countless packaged meat as far as the eye could see, just like the ones we saw at Murphy's, traveling on automated conveyor belts and racks, sorting and shifting into one another like cards in a deck being shuffled. So as y'all can see here, the meat is separated into different sections and sizes. Uh, we got our chops over here, uh, burgers over here. You see that main terminal in the center there? That's the order terminal. We get an order straight from the main server. It tells us where the meat's gonna go and what they want. Then the computer automatically creates the command and the meat order is collected and dropped into the appropriate shipping container and labeled. And then it gets moved to shipping where our trucks ship out to wherever it's going. Isn't it amazing watching it work? It's beautiful. So you organize and ship the meat? Where, where do you butcher it? What? Where, where are the cows? <laughs> no, there's no cows here. No, we get the meat shipped to us. 
So all we gotta do is organize it and load it onto the automated racks, and then the computer does the rest. So there's actually no processing going on here. Really. Uh, what are you talking about? We process over 900 orders an hour. So where do you get your su supply from? Who, who ships the meat to you? Okay, all the meat product is shipped from TNT Meats, and that comes in from just all over. But, but is this TNT Meats? No, 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 this is Thompson's. But we take the meat from TNT, and then TNT sends the orders from their main computer directly to us. So then, you guys are just like, you're like a middleman. Mm, no, I mean, I wouldn't say that exactly. But what I'd say is that we're a crucial step. Without our facility, the meat would have no place to process the orders. We ship out to all over the country. All this meat you see traveling from rack to rack, that's gonna feed all of America. But uh, we thought you guys slaughtered cows. Oh, no. No way, no, absolutely not, no way, no. I wouldn't want any part of that. We tried grilling Beth for more information. How had we come all this way just to be no closer than we were before? And what's more, as informed about the facility as Beth was, she actually knew very little about where the meat came from. She named a few plants offhand, but really as far as she was concerned, she had her orders from TNT. They sent her the meat, and she sent it wherever they wanted. All right, I, I don't get it. So the, the burger that we ate was shipped from that plant to Murphy's, to the bar, to us. Still all TNT meats, but going, th going through all these weird channels. Why, why do that? Why not just ship the meat from their plant directly? No, I get why there's a processing plant. I mean, it's just, I don't know why it's not TNT meats. Maybe it's just cheaper for them to use a third party, like a different name. Well, I think we can at least agree that TNT Meats is not the mom-and-pop organic free-range company you thought it was. I don't know if that's the case. They can still be their mom-and-pop organization and then just use a third party to handle all the processing and shipping and all the nitty-gritty of that and just focus on their food and making their hamburgers the best that they are. Dan, did you see that plant back there? I've never seen so much meat moving at one time in my entire life. You're telling me that 900 orders processed an hour, flown around a factory by a series of complicated conveyors and moving parts and robots is the work of a mom and pop free range cow farm? They had their orders coming in from the main server, as in the master computer. Mom and pops don't usually have a master computer, Dan. We went back to the hotel to try to make sense of all this. We had received a small list of contacts from Beth as to where they got their product, and I started making some phone calls contacting each one. One of these places had to have had a cow in it someplace. You can't get a burger without a cow, right? So while you were making phone calls, I went back to uh, TNT's website, and I noticed something weird I hadn't noticed before. Yeah? Yeah, look at all these uh, products here. Burgers, patties, chops, sausages, steaks. Dark meat. Doesn't technically say cow anywhere or beef. Exactly. It's always like pretty obvious what it is, but who's to say steaks is a cow steak? Max, what if this isn't even a cow or a pig? Not only can't we figure out where the meat came from, as of right this second, we can't even figure out what animal it is. Well, so I did make a little discovery as to where it came from. You figured out where the supply came from? Uh, so, Thompson's Meats, right? Hmm. 
they get their meat from a handful of places, and I, I've been calling all of their suppliers, but let's just, for the sake of the conversation, let's just talk about one of them. Uh, Berkeley Meats. So I call Berkeley Meats, and guess what? Same exact kind of place. It's just a processing plant. They don't actually slaughter the cows. They just move the meat, exactly like Thompson's. But all the meat is still technically TNT meat. And again, I ask people about TNT meat, and no one has any real knowledge as to what TNT meats is exactly. Uh, you know, they just kind of direct me to like the website or say it's not really their department, or there's probably like a 1-800 number to call. But there isn't, and if there is, they don't know about it. So again, I get the names of their suppliers, a place called Franklin Meats. Call up Franklin Meats, same thing, same plant, all just moving the meat, same exact place. And Dan, this happens again and again and again and again. Every place I call is like the same plant. It's just, it's always like this simple name like Franklin or York or Jeffrey's Meats. Doing the same thing, telling me the same thing, all moving and shipping TNT Meats, all coming from TNT Meats, until finally, after calling all of them, I get to the end of this like crazy chain of meat suppliers and I get to Eli's Meats and guess where they get their meat from? A place with cows? Thompson's Meat Processing Plant. I ended up exactly where I started. Every source of meat all just moves from one place to another till eventually they all just tie into each other and there's no actual source of where the meat came from. Do you realize what this means, Dan? It's, it's like we've discovered this perpetual motion meat machine. There just doesn't seem to be any cows involved. up and flew back to New York. Dan was a lot quieter on the trip back. He spent most of the flight just looking out the window, down at the ground below. When we got back to New York, I had some of those hardworking producers of the show do some research into how to explain all of this. After a few weeks, Maggie met up with me to explain the findings. So Dan, we had our producers look into your mysterious TNT meets, and Maggie is here to explain exactly what she found. Oh boy. Did, did you actually find the answer? Well, sort of. What we found out is actually pretty staggering. Hit me with it. Cool. Uh, so what we found is that there are hundreds of meat companies, right? Well, sort of. Because we, as we discovered, a lot of these companies aren't actually slaughtering their own meat. And they're all technically TNT meat. Well, this system, this weird conundrum we've encountered, is actually happening all over the country with different meat companies. If you call up a place in Wyoming, you might get a different company. It might not be TNT meats. It might be... Max Cook Meats or something, but it's still the same crazy system of the meat being all prepackaged and shipped from place to place, all under the bigger company's name. So you think you're getting your meat from all these different places, but really you're just getting it from the same place. Just like Thompson's Meats when we were down south. Identical to Thompson's Meats. I would describe it almost as an army of Thompson's Meats and all under the guise of being something else, but all the same mission statement, all the same part of the process to some bigger process. So what's the point of just moving the meat back and forth like this, though? The point is to keep the meat moving. And because the meat is constantly moving, it gets really messy. Messy as to where it came from, from where it's going to, until it gets so confusing, you basically get to the point where we are, where we kind of want to give up. It almost feels like meat laundering of something like that. So why exactly? I mean, what's the purpose? Well, see, things get even more confusing because TNT Meats might not actually be the name of a meat company at all. It might be the name of the product. A product? TNT Meats could be, technically, if you look it up, a product. And by law, 
This is seriously the law. Companies do not have to reveal the source of their product. They don't have to tell you the source of their meat because it would get in the way of competitive reasons. Basically, if I have the hottest ham in town, if I couldn't keep that a secret from my competitors, then I would have no edge and they would just go there too and my company would be ruined. So in the spirit of protecting the business, there's no law requiring producers to reveal the sources of their products. So for instance, think of Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets come in many flavors, chicken, beef, pork, but if you call up Hot Pockets and ask them to reveal the source of their meat, they won't do it. And they'll say it's because of competitive reasons. And they're protected by the law to say this. So you won't know. You just won't know. No, you won't know. So TNT Meats might not be a butcher at all. They might be a Hot Pocket. The meat they're selling is a product, and therefore if you ask them where it comes from, they don't have to tell you. So this is just TNT, right? Well, no one knows. The connection between the living cow and the burger you eat has been severed. Tompkins, York's, Eli's, even Murphy's. These are all meat packing distributors, butchers, and all of the meat comes from the same place. And none of it comes from a place that exists, as far as I can tell. Guys. Wait, there's more. So these companies, these products, the TNT meats, the Max Cook meats, whatever, the mysterious higher companies that seem to be providing most of the country with their meat, there's a theory that actually, these are all also the same company. The same company all linked together, all the way to the top. Stop. The top? What do you mean by the top? And that some people think it's actually all linked to our own government. Stop! Dan, don't you see what this means? You were right. Not only is this a story, this might be the biggest story. I don't care. I didn't want to do a story on this. I wanted to do a story on a burger I liked. Like, I'm done. I don't want to know anymore. Before all this started, I just really liked something. I just really like this burger, and now I don't think I can ever eat meat again. I just want to go back. I just want to go back to liking something. Like, that's something I knew. I knew that I liked that burger, and that burger made me happy. And all this is doing is taking that away from me. But don't you want to know? I mean, we could be eating meat out of a test tube. What difference does it make? I love that burger. If I eat the burger, and you tell me actually the burger's made out of dirt, I still love dirt burgers. I'm done, Max. Please just... Stop looking into this story for me. Please, just stop. And so, I did. Out of respect for Dan and his wishes, I have since stopped pursuing this story. Although I will encourage anyone interested to pursue it for me. He doesn't call me at the office anymore. Doesn't have any more suggestions for stories. I went back to the bar with him once. It's a nice place, really. He still gets the burger. Still loves it. Although I swear, there's a different look in his eye when he eats it now. This is our new city. I'm Max Cook. about this episode and other episodes like it, visit ournewcitypodcast.com.